BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello again, it's Crew Call here on Motor Racing Network, taking you into the garage and talking to the men and women who turn the wrenches on these race cars. I'm Pit Road Reporter for Motor Racing Network, Steve Post, joined by 25-time and championship-winning crew chief Todd Gordon on this program. First off, Todd, welcome into Crew Call. Good to have you. Good to have you joining uh, on this uh, on this podcast, broadcast, whatever we're calling these things. These Looking days. forward to uh, seeing how I can add to this. You do such a great job with it, but. Uh... Uh, try to try to put a little technical side into some of the questions we can ask and some of these people we can talk to. I guess my first question is, how are you adapting to non-crew chief life? Because the crew chief life is strenuous every year, this year even more so. How are you adapting to all of that? That's, it's been a, definitely been a change. I bet. Uh, you know, the, the, the not having, to, especially this year, and, and watching all of the, the time that everybody's put into the development of this car and, and the interactions and the testing. Uh, it's not been an off season for them. It's been like a shut off season for me. So a different, <laughs> different piece, but, uh, cool to be home. Uh, got some great time with the family and, and having an impact there. And that's part of what my change was. So, um, it, it's a change though, as we're building into this race season, it's, uh, you know, sitting, sitting at the house, watching the clash was a really weird experience for me because I, I felt like I should be there. It is. I actually, um, Ryan Flores is a buddy of mine. He's one of the tire changers on uh, over at over at Team Penske, and he was telling me that for the first time in 16 years, he actually watched a race, watched a Cup Series race. So yeah. it was different. And the Clash, um, your overall your overall thoughts on what we saw at the Clash with the car and everything else out there in LA? I thought it exceeded my expectations of what I thought could happen out of this. I I had some questions about a racetrack being that small and and what would happen there and and what kind of racing we'd see and. Um, just phenomenal. I, I think, uh, I think the whole thing off went, went off well, uh, personally, uh, I'll be candidly honest. I thought, I thought the heat races and, and the first last chance qualifier and the feature were awesome. I thought there was, <laughs> I thought there was, there was too, there was not enough racing and too much wrecking in the, in the second last yeah. chance qualifier. But, um, you know, people have different opinions about that, but, uh, raceable. I thought you saw guys side by side at times in those places. And I thought, a, a two and a half degree quarter mile bull ring. You, you think the bottom would be the only way around, but uh, uh, just a phenomenal event. And uh, and I think a lot of things that NASCAR can take into into digest and figure out what we can do with this in the future. Yeah, I think it 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 might be one of those sports um, changing days uh, when you look at formats, you look at locations. Uh, I'll, I'll talk just briefly, and Paul Wolf is going to join us here on the program. He had a better day than all of us did because yes, his did. driver, Joey Logano, won it. Um, I'll talk more from an overall perspective. We walked in there Friday. You would not know that was a temporary facility. It looks like that stadium was built around that racetrack. Yeah. That's the first thing that just jumped out at me. And and iconic. Yeah. Iconic. I had, uh, I had Raymond Fox, who was my car chief, yep. with, uh, with Ryan and back with Joey. Uh, Ryan's he's still with Ryan oh, yeah. and, and he gave me a he shot a video of walking through the tunnel into the into the place and Hassler was walking his new crew chief uh, walking beside him and, and you hear him in the background of the video he sent to me he said you know it's got to be special when Raymond's taking video because Raymond's been around for 30 years and, and he's, he's seen it all and he's just just yeah. neutral tone shows up 
does a great job, goes home, doesn't get into it. Yeah, if Raymond's running video, that's impressive. It was really cool to see. I, yeah. I was appreciative that he took the time to send it to me because it was it was awesome to see those guys walk. That is cool. Time. That is really exciting. It was a fun time for sure. The event, the energy, the vibe, the excitement, um, Ice Cube. I mean, it was just all. It was a fun time. And the car performed really, really well also. And we'll talk a little bit more about that as we roll through this program and really as we roll through these opening weeks of the season. That is obviously going to be the big topic. So let's do this. Let's step away. When we come back, Paul Wolf, winning crew chief from The Clash. He joins us here on Crew Call. The NASCAR season is here and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn. Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws. If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing Inc. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Wing Nation is the show for sprint car fans. Hosted by Aaron Evernham, Ashley Strummy, and myself, the postman Steve Post, the three of us each have deep ties to the sprint car community. Whether it's a connection and love for other fans of the sport, experience in the cockpit, or a passion and love for all things dirt racing. Each week, we offer up a live show on Tuesday at noon on Facebook and YouTube, a podcast every Thursday, and a TV show that airs Saturdays on MAV-TV. NASCAR Coast to Coast is a show dedicated to spotlighting the short track community across the country. Whether it's late models out west or modifieds in the northeast, this show has it covered. Hosted by Chris Wilner and myself, Kyle Rickey, NASCAR Coast to Coast offers insightful interviews and fun deep dives into the what, when, why, and hows of grassroots racing in America. Offering a new show every Thursday on the Motor Racing Network's YouTube channel, this show serves the heart of racing from coast to coast. It is Crew Call here on Motor Racing Network. So glad you joined us, and uh, why not? Let's just go with the first race winner of the season right off the top. Joining us from up at Penske Racing, the Shell Pennzoil Ford was in victory lane at the Coliseum. Joey Logano standing on the door, waving the steering wheel in the air, and making his way from the peristyle down to the racetrack was Paul Wolf, and Paul joins us here on the program. Hello, Paul. Welcome back to Crew Call. Hey, good morning, guys. Great to be on the show. And uh, yeah, what, a, what an amazing weekend. Um, There's a, a lot of a lot of hype going into the weekend, as we know. And um, but with that being said, there were so many unknowns, especially from the team side. You know, um, when we got there on Friday and and, uh, you know, checking out the facility, the track, it looked amazing. It was, it was a really neat deal, but um, still, you know, questioning what's the actual competition on the racetrack going to be like right i think that was from the racer side of it um people were skeptical of, of what the racing would look like and and what we could do but um you know i'm probably a little biased at the moment but uh i, I thought it turned out pretty well how uh how was the impact of of being in the coliseum uh just a different venue than than what a normal racetrack is did it have a different vibe did it have a different feel just just walking in the first time and and through the weekend yeah, I think, like I said, with all the the hype building up to the event, and then just seeing it in person, and 
and the feel um, when the the grandstands started getting packed. I mean, it, it you know it wasn't a lot of people there for qualifying, but as as the day went on Sunday, it started filling up and. You know, it's unique for us as a team because we weren't down on pit road, you know, like the norm for us. So in a lot of ways, it was kind of like, you know, how a different feel like the Bristol dirt last week. Right. We're, we're like calling a race from on top of the truck. And, and, and here at the Coliseum, they had a, a section for us in, in the grandstands there where kind of all the teams went. Um, so there was just so much different, so much new, so many unknowns, a new car. Um a new facility, new racetrack. We've never set up a car, you know, um, at least I haven't for a quarter mile bull ring. So um, you're just kind of taking it all in so quick. Um, and it was a, a excitement, but um, like I said, didn't know what was going to happen. And, and we obviously had our work cut out for us. Um, we didn't have a lot of speed in practice on Saturday. Um, but I think our teams did a good job of, as we, we've always done, of of leaning on one another, working together. We kind of had a plan going into the weekend um, who was going to try different things. Cause at this point we're, we got to be able to learn quick. We have practice. Yes, but it's very limited. And, and the more you can lean on your teammates, especially when you have two veteran drivers like Ryan and Joey, that you can believe in the information they're giving you. Uh, that was a big part of being able to get dialed in uh, for the race on Sunday. And and to build off of that, Ryan's new crew chief, Jonathan Hassler, was your engineer for uh, for the last few years, uh, and and had some impact there. Um, I guess not last year, but years prior. That relationship's got to be helpful in in keeping the two teams together as well. Well, it's definitely a lot different dynamics this year, right? I mean, with, with you gone now, Todd, and and bringing Hassler up, and and now we've moved Wilson you know, to the 21, which is, you know, obviously Wilson and I started back at Penske together back in 2010. So there's some history there. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's all about teamwork and with this new car. And like I said, so many unknowns uh, to, to think you're going to figure it out on your own. Uh, it's just not going to happen. Not, not in that amount of time. So, um, yeah, it, it, it went well. Um, and, and ultimately, um, there's a lot of work to do, and we're still continuing to develop this car as an industry and, and learning a lot every day. And um, that's going to that's gonna continue. Yeah, definitely. How, how did you, uh, just trying to be clash specific here, but uh, how did you like the practice session format, breaking guys up into three groups and having some time to work in your car in between the runs? Did that, was that beneficial or, or cumbersome? No, I think, I think they did a good job how they laid it all out. Um, you know, it, w with a, a small track like that, I think those eight minute sessions there, we were able to run almost 30 some laps, which, you know, the track was changing. It was a, a, a brand new, you know, paved surface. The track changed significantly from, from one practice to the next. Um, the drivers are, are learning, right? Like we don't run these style tracks with these cars, um, before. So, everyone was was learning and adapting on the fly um having that time you know it wasn't a lot by the time we we drove back to the garage area we we probably had 10 minutes um we made some quick changes and and got back out there and um, like i said just kind of after all the sessions we we kind of sat down and looked at all the information we had and and kind of put something together and you know going into qualifying we were able to lay down a great lap but 
you know, Todd, how it is qualifying is two laps and that doesn't mean anything come race time. And, and I was like, well, this is great. It gives us a good shot to, to hopefully stay up front and, and advance to the show. But, you know, as we got rolling there, we were able to open up a, a little bit of a lead on, on Larson and, and the car seemed to, to stay under him pretty good. So um, started building a little bit of confidence in, in us. And, and I think the driver as well as, you know, we may have a shot at this and, Honestly, from our heat race to the to the main event, Joey, uh, he didn't want to touch anything. He, he thought he was really close. Um, just kind of change air pressures up a little bit there, you know, for a little bit of a longer event. And um, fortunately, it, uh, it drove pretty well. Paul, I want to go back to Saturday because and you, and you shared a little bit the Team Penske approach with the various strategies. But in complete honesty, Joey, you guys were not good. And I and I feel comfortable saying that now because at the end result worked out really well. Was there was there moments of concern or did you kind of know that you had a plan and just kind of had to work through the sequencing to get to where you wanted to be? Oh, there was plenty of moments of concern when you're <laughs> when you're 26 on the board and, yeah. and kind of all our cars were down there together. It's like, wow, this, this isn't very good here. And um, you know, fortunately, I think you know, the, some of it, um, you know, the drivers were able to lean on each other as well. I think it was in second practice there. Um, Ryan, Ryan jumped up on the board there. Um, but, but looking at his car, it still didn't look great, but he had speed. And I think some of that was just, um, you know, different driving techniques. And we kind of try to talk to Joey about what he was doing. Um, and really just, you know, some of the guys, you kind of had to hustle the car too, right? I mean, um, not only just trying to get heat in the tires and those types of things, but um, you just kind of had to manhandle it a little bit. And Joey started doing that, and we we picked up a little bit, but we're still quite a ways down on the board. Um, but at the end of the day, once we made the changes for the race, went into the race, Joey said, oh, now it drives like a normal car again. So um, at the end of the day, um, a, a good car is still – you can drive it normal and and that's kind of what he did in the race and 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 it had the speed cool um you know looking at at these kind of unique events uh the last two bristol dirt here at the coliseum you guys have won them uh you've excelled at them and and you've put it all together what what makes that happen for the two of you you and joey working together with the team well i think it's experience first right I mean when you when you talk about Joey and and how he's um you know able to adapt to different um situations um the the amount of work he puts in to try to understand something new right like like he works as hard as anybody I know um at being prepared for whatever situation I mean there's a lot of things sure we don't know (laughs) and we we had the same it was funny we had the same conversations um going to the Coliseum this weekend as we did like leading up to the Bristol dirt race of, of, you know, what to expect. And and we just don't know, but we also did prepared as as best as we could and, and tried to, tried to, you know, be prepared for anything that comes up. And I, I think that's a big part of it for him. And, and from the car side, I I don't know. I mean, you've worked with me for a long time, Todd, my approach sometimes maybe seems pretty simple, but um, just kind of look to things that are most common um, to what we may fight at these types of tracks and, and just try to put together a, a plan of, of what we may work on and, and 
and then the other side of that is the teamwork piece, right? Um, that I think we we do probably as well as any other company, and that's all the teams working together, and that's something we've always done well, and and um, that that's a big part, especially when you have uh, new venues or, or or a new race car to work with. Yeah, you talk about the teamwork piece, uh, and you kind of build off of. I, I got to see a little bit of it, but how do you feel? You know, with with Brad moving on to to the other other uh, Roush, Roush Fenway, Fenway Keselowski racing. I'm glad someone else struggles with that one because um, I haven't figured out how to say it quickly. It's, anyhow, it's yeah. not Team Penske, and that's what it's I've right, known exactly. to say forever. <laughs> uh, but with him moving on, how's the relationship and, and the communication between Ryan and Joey? You know, has that how's that progressed and developed? Well, I think it's good. Uh, I touched on a little bit earlier, but I think those guys um, have a lot of respect for one another. Um, their talents behind the wheel. And, you know, we've had more testing this off season than, than we have in the recent years. Right. So we've had opportunities for those guys to drive. We've swapped cars too, at some of these tests, you know, with, you're only allowed to have two cars. So one day one driver drives it and one car can have data on it, but the other can't. So at a lot of these tests, what we've done is we've given each team the opportunity to have data for one day. So that's allowed us to swap cars. So, so you have Ryan driving one car one day, and then we would just change the interior stuff out, but not make any other changes just to get driver feedback with the identical car. Like, you know, you know, this Todd over the years, we, we try to match setups or do that, but there's always little things that maybe you question, right? Is the body exactly the same? Is, is this, you know, set the same? Mm-hmm. Well, when you use the same car, there's no question marks. So that, that really worked well for us to have the drivers drive the same exact car to the same racetrack and get that feedback as that, like I said, will be so important. You know, you talk about going to Fontana here, uh, you know, Daytona we've tested, but Fontana will be the first racetrack with this new format where we're going to show up there and we're going to have 15 minutes. You want to call it a practice? I don't know. I call it hot laps, but you're going to have 15 minutes to try to figure this track out that we haven't been on any racetrack so far testing that's similar to Fontana, right? So being able to, to break it down after that 15 minutes with what Blaney's thinking, what uh, Joey's thinking, and come up with a solution, um, that's going to be key. And um, I, I think we know early on we're going to see comers and goers and, and guys that figure it out one week to the next. I don't think you can look at one race and say, you know, that's going to be the dominant team now because there's a lot of unknowns. And um, it's going to make it exciting for the fans. Definitely going to put a lot of stress on the teams as, as uh, we're trying to figure this out. But, um, you know, it was still a, a good thing for the team to get that win on Sunday just from a momentum standpoint, confidence obviously nothing really is going to relate um, setup wise to anywhere we go. Maybe we learned a few things to, of a direction, maybe for Martinsville. Um, but honestly, you know, winning at the Coliseum, I, I don't know, doesn't make me feel like we're going to necessarily unload at Fontana and, and uh, be a dominant car. That's for sure. Paul, with so much testing on this car and one race, be it at the Coliseum, um is there and what i love about racers is we push everything to the weakest link 
Is there an area that you're concerned about? And, and maybe it's Daytona related. Maybe it's Fontana related. Maybe it's road course. Maybe it's Martinsville related, short track related. Is there an area you're you're kind of focusing on that you think we, 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 we need to make sure we're buttoned up there? Or just what's your overall assessment of the overall performance of the car? Um, everywhere. Every yeah. area <laughs> concerns me, <laughs> to be honest with you, because it's new, right? Yeah. Every area. Now, I mean, I think you know, we're still developing the car, right? And there's been testing and there's been their issues and and, and the teams have worked through it with NASCAR and, and the individual vendors on different parts and pieces. Um, it's just still a lot of unknowns. I think as you look at testing so far, you know, we had our issues with steering. Um, you know, the, the, the steering system obviously is totally different than anything we're used to. And, and we've had Joey's, seem to be very sensitive to that in all the testing we've done so far. So going into the weekend of the clash, that was the first thing I was expecting was he's going to complain about the steering. Fortunately, wasn't one complaint about it, and that was good. Um, so you just you got to be do your best to be prepared for anything at this point. There's a lot of unknowns. I think as I look at the car after the race, the bodies, I think, uh, showed to hold up really well. That was encouraging. You think about all the the bumping and banging we had. We didn't have cut down tires, so I, th- I think we've made a nice gain there. Um, it's hard to say. You know, we had um, some cars get into the wall. We did see some um, some issues with the tow link um, breaking. You know, that was what happened to Ryan or his bent. Um, they were fortunately able to fix it very quick. Um, but I don't know on a race weekend. I think there's still question of what's going to be allowed, you know, with the, the DVP and how that works, you know, in the past, uh, once you're involved in a crash, you're not allowed to change suspension components. And so I'm not sure how some of that'll work, but I think just durability wise, the more we race it, we'll understand more. Um, so I, I think there's still some question marks there, but I, I think overall for, for the first, first um, time in competition, everything seemed to be, be reasonable. So looking forward to Daytona, um, you know, you, you've had tons of speed at these places. You and Joey have had tons of speed at all these speedway races, uh, um, been involved in some unfortunate situations, but, uh, you were one of the leaders when you went down there and tested, it seemed like, uh, watching the, watching the video that came out of there, uh, you know, Joey and Denny were pretty aggressive and working through things. How do you see this weekend working out and, and, and how much do you think, you know, look like looked like the opportunity for some tandem racing at times may come back into uh, into play here. And, and how do you think that's going to push through the weekend with, you know, people's anxiety about car counts and, and damage? Yeah. I mean, the anxiety from, from getting cars tore up is, is always been high there. Right. I mean, and it's always a balance of how much are you willing to practice to risk tearing something up. Um, and that seems, odd with a brand new car because you know you want every opportunity you can to be out there learning um but there'll be we'll have to balance that for sure um as we go down to daytona because let's be honest there's there's not an abundance of cars sitting here fortunately um we'll have our primary cars and at the moment a, a couple backup cars amongst our company um as well as our fontana car sitting here so um, we'll have to manage how much we run and how much risk we're willing to take. With that being said, I think 
Um, we're fortunate to have had, you know, a fair amount of testing down there so that the drivers have had an opportunity to start to understand how much different this car is in the draft because it is, it, it drives differently. Um, but I think the best drivers still know what they're looking for to be successful at these tracks and, and how, what they want their car to do, what they expect out of it. And that's something that we focus on. Um, Joey's, as you know, Todd is, is very good at understanding that. I mean, I wouldn't say as a whole, as you look back at qualifying our history here at, at Penske, I wouldn't say we're, we're always the fastest. But with with great drivers like we have, they understand what it takes to to be able to draft well and put their car in certain positions. And that's something we'll continue to focus on. The speed piece, that's still up in the air. I mean, there's obviously uh, been an update to the Ford um, from the, the parity testing that's gone on there, um, which likely will give us a good bit of speed from what we had in testing. Um, obviously we're trading down force for drag. Um, but I expect based off of what I know at the moment, um, I'm hoping our speed should be, should be in range based off of the testing so far. Paul, I'm always fascinated by that. And I want to talk just a little bit about the rule change. Um, I, I love following Bob Pockris on uh, Twitter. Bob just does such a great job covering the sport and he calls it a tweak to the front nose. Okay. Um, can you define a little bit what tweak is? And then also one of the things I'm always fascinated about is what, what is it, what is labeled as a tweak or a small adjustment, just how drastic that can be. So what have you had to change on that car as you get ready to, to, to embark on the season? And, and you, you say you think you have more speed at Daytona, but what does that mean for overall balance and, and, and how it all interacts with everything? Yeah. So obviously, you know, there's been, updates and, and things to the rules since the original, um, I guess, testing of, amongst the manufacturers in the wind tunnel, right? I mean, NASCAR's goal is to, you know, they make this box and they, from, a, from a drag and downforce um, perspective that they want all the cars to fit in um, as the gold surface. And I think as some of the rules changed with cooling ducts and, and whatnot, spoilers, right? I mean, there, there's been uh, quite a few little tweaks overall to um, the rules package that I guess they wanted to get uh, another read on where guys were at. Um, it, it seemed like um, the Fords were um, off. You know, we had much, uh, much more drag than, than, than the Toyotas and Chevrolets, um, but it's very hard these days to, to get one without the other. And as we know, um, with, with having more drag, we also had more downforce. Um, as far as the change to get us kind of back in that box where everyone's the same, it was, it's basically a modification to um, the nose front wheel opening, I guess, if you will, the radius um, on the fender there, um, which, you know, as, as you look at new cars, new bodies, the sensitivities to different areas of the car are different, right? Um, and, and sometimes it doesn't take much to, to make a big change. Um, so, so basically it's changing a, a radius, um, on the nose, um, where it meets the wheel opening uh, on the front, um, on both sides there. And it basically, uh, took a little down front down force away and, and shedded some drag with it. So, um, it's pretty small. Um, you know, they've, they've made templates, um, to, to fit that area now and eventually, 
you know, there'll be a new um, a new nose that will have that character line, if you will, you know, molded into it, you know, because th the goal with this new car and this body is you, you get these panels and you bolt them together. They don't want to see you doing mud work or, or grinding or changing anything on them. You, you basically bolt them together and you put your wrap over it. And it's that simple. So um, for, for Daytona, you know, we're going to have have the mod made out of, you know, some type of a filler um, until, you know, five stars able to to build a new mold, I guess, and, and get us these parts and pieces. So um, not a big tear up for us, but um, definitely something we'll have to do to get right and um, kind of see where it goes from there. Awesome. Good stuff. Paul, we appreciate you taking some time out. Congratulations again on that win, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing what you guys have at Daytona and on throughout the season. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, you bet, guys. I appreciate you having me on, and uh, let's do it again sometime. boy. There we go. Paul Wolf joining us here on Crew Call. Stay with us. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Wing Nation is the show for sprint car fans. Hosted by Aaron Evernham, Ashley Strummy, and myself, the postman Steve Post, the three of us each have deep ties to the sprint car community. Whether it's a connection and love for other fans of the sport, experience in the cockpit, or a passion and love for all things dirt racing. Each week, we offer up a live show on Tuesday at noon on Facebook and YouTube, a podcast every Thursday, and a TV show that airs Saturdays on MAV-TV. NASCAR Coast to Coast is a show dedicated to spotlighting the short track community across the country. Whether it's late models out west or modifieds in the northeast, this show has it covered. Hosted by Chris Wilner and myself, Kyle Rickey, NASCAR Coast to Coast offers insightful interviews and fun deep dives into the what, when, why, and hows of grassroots racing in America. Offering a new show every Thursday on the Motor Racing Network's YouTube channel, this show serves the heart of racing from coast to coast. Crew call continuing on here on Motor Racing Network. So excited about the season. Um, I, I remember Todd as a kid uh, used to hustle home from church for the clash, you know, on CBS. It was a 15, 20 minute race. And boy, that would get you all buzzed up and amped up and ready to go for the Daytona 500. And that was that was a time where we had just CBS coverage of one Sunday to the next Sunday. But mm -hmm. I'll tell you, the clash this year really got me amped up. There is there is nothing like it. I, I almost hate that we have this weekend off in between, uh, although that little Super Bowl will occupy a lot of our minds. But um, I almost hate that we have it because, man, it's 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 upon us. It's time to go racing. It is. And, and this is, you, you talk about it, but back in a, 
you go back to short track racing days when I lived in upstate New York. This yeah. was this was you turn that stuff up in the garage. And, you know that that got the race season going while you're working on your cars yeah. and getting ready for the season coming up. But uh, um, you know, it, it, it's kind of bittersweet in both ways. It's it's it seems odd to have this weekend off, but really lets everybody digest what we just had mm-hmm. and 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 really that it almost builds some anticipation about what we're going to see coming up and uh uh in the duels on on thursday qualifying it's i i'm ready for it but uh i, I think it's 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 like a teaser and i think yeah. it's going to make it extra special when we get the season rolling i think so that's for sure always fun kind of uh kind of interesting for you to uh to hang out with a fellow team penske guy when you're no longer a team penske guy yeah definitely interesting diff- dynamic you have there right definitely yeah. different when uh you, you you know you've got a lot of these guys you've had 11 year history with and uh you know Paul and I our offices were side by side and uh talk a fair amount so uh good to talk to him again really cool to see uh the success that that group has mm-hmm. had and um it's it's not by luck it's by work yeah. uh, you know you've got two guys that, that work their guts out and and the whole team there the, the whole team Penske deal but uh good to see them have some success it's uh it's going to be anxious to see what happens through these 